are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday, November 24th, and it's time for yet another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, director of scouting at DraftNetwork.com, and excited to kind of put the bow on Rams-Dolphins. And then we get to segue tomorrow and start prepping for Cardinals-Dolphins. Eighth game of the season, opportunity to end the first half of the year at 5-3. and three. So lots to get into. Reviewed the All-22, was at Hard Rock Stadium. I think the voice is back today for the first time. So excited to dig in. But listen, today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've all joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season, because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. And speaking of watching, if you're watching for a hot new ad for your Dolphins fan cave, I've got just the thing. I spoke to my friend Julio over at Nyko Sports over the weekend, and he told me about this commemorative football for Tua Tungalailoa's rookie season uh, that Nyko Sports is printing 2,020 limited edition footballs. Full-size football, Fully embossed, logo of Tua, it's got his college stats, accolades, it's got Hard Rock Stadium illustrated on this football. This thing is beautiful. It like it legitimately, I've got a little shelf that sits over top of my recording studio that's direct, hangs directly over top of the frame-signed jersey of Dan Marino in my man cave down here. And I could totally see this beautiful football. With, you know, depending on my mood, I might turn a different panel so I could look at the Tua logo. I could look at Hard Rock Stadium. It's $99 at Nyko Sports. You can call 1-800-345-2868 right now and get your order. And again, these are limited edition. Or you can visit nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. Make sure you mention the Locked On Podcast if you do. And get yourself something nice for your Dolphins fan cave. The Dolphins got themselves something nice today. Jakeem Grant named AFC Special Teams Player of the Week for his effort against the Los Angeles Rams. And it was very well deserved. This podcast has not been uh, the most staunch and ever persistent supporter of Jakeem Grant, particularly as it pertains to his play within the offensive structure. But you saw on Sunday against the Rams what Jakeem Grant can do in the special teams department. And that's why I think he's always going to be welcomed here as a part of this team. Great person in the, in the locker room. Great chemistry. Best friends with Devontae. Hard worker. He just was dealt a tough hand as far as what his stature is. But he's made the most of it because he has explosive speed. And it always feels like with Jakeem and his big plays in the return game. His ability to lull you to sleep before hitting the gas pedal. Like, the kickoff that 
went out towards midfield. He had a big kickoff return towards midfield, and he had the 88-yard punt return for a touchdown. Those two things combined ultimately led to him being the AFC's Special Teams Player of the Week this week. The acceleration that he can put down when he decides he collects the ball, his eyes come up, he sees outside contain has already begun to squeeze and funnel, and he says, yeah, bet, okay, I'm on the near side of the field, I'm going to go around the outside. (laughs) And he's so fast. The discipline, it's not always there. You kind of hold your breath sometimes because his hands haven't proven to be great, but Jakeem Grant absolutely positively deserved AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Second Dolphin to collect this award in eight weeks for the Miami Dolphins, Jason Sanders being the other. You could make the statement, forgive me in advance, that the Dolphins special teams thus far this season have been pretty special. Matt Hawk, Jason Sanders, and now Jakeem Grant. This is a very real component of winning football, good special teams. And you're seeing it from the Dolphins. Now, I'm sure you heard the knock on wood here. So if they end up giving up two runbacks for touchdowns against Arizona next week, you cannot blame me. I refuse to take accountability for it. But kudos to Jakeem Grant for hauling AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Very well deserved. It was obviously the the blatant takeaway from the Rams game. Um, I'll say this. Don't be surprised if he hits another one this year. Because they've been close on a couple of occasions. And Brian Flores said so himself after the game. The talk was they've been one block away, one block away, one block away. Well, they got the block. (laughs) If they pick it up just right again, and some of that relates to the timing, and Jakeem can can put the gas pedal down and get outside and then get up the sideline, might not be the last one we see from Jakeem this year. First punt return for a touchdown in the NFL this season. Miami Dolphins running back Miles Gaskin expected to miss several weeks. The news was reported by Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald yesterday that Gaskin suffered an MCL sprain in Week 8 against the Los Angeles Rams late in the contest, which was perhaps one of the prompts for the Dolphins deciding to trade with the Kansas City Chiefs for running back DeAndre Washington just ahead of the NFL's 2020 trade deadline. Gaskin did not play his best football game of the year against the Rams, The production per touch was low. There appeared to be several cuts as he pressed the line of scrimmage that left some yardage on the field. He was popped and fumbled inside his own 20-yard line. Thankfully, the Dolphins did not give up any points on that mistake and miscue, but a miscue nonetheless. Not Gaskin's best performance of the season, to say the least. But the Dolphins will miss him for the two to three weeks he's expected to miss. How did the Dolphins shift their running game from here is a great question and one that doesn't really offer a lot of clarity based on the Dolphins were already in hot pursuit of Le'Veon Bell. And now they trade for DeAndre Washington. Matt Breida, for whatever reason, has not gained the trust of this coaching staff to take on a greater role within the offensive backfield. But now you don't have a choice. If the Dolphins come out here and Patrick Laird outsnaps Matt Breida, then you can be rest assured Matt Breida is going to be excused at the end of the year. He will sign a new contract somewhere else, and he will not be back. This is the excuse the Dolphins have maybe not been looking for, but this is the excuse Dolphins fans have been looking for 
to get Matt Breida more involved in this offense. And in very limited touches, Matt Breida has been one of the bigger spark plugs from the skill players on this entire team. His open field speed is very prominent. The Dolphins now must ask themselves, how do we maximize that? Because on the instances in which Breida has been given the football and they have attempted to get the edge, they just don't have the effectiveness blocking stretch plays and outside and off tackle to be able to get him through there clean onto the second level or to the sideline. The Dolphins' offensive line is not well-balanced enough at this point in time. I think the Dolphins are probably missing Austin Jackson a little bit at tackle. And when things are working inside, the Rams game was just another example and a terrible first evaluation window with a new quarterback because so much of what the Dolphins did was acknowledging the star that the Rams had on the defensive side of the football. Matt Breida, I would expect him to get the early down touches and maybe Patrick Laird takes the pass catching reps. But this is the opportunity for Breida to do what some of the other Dolphins at other positions have done this season, which is kind of calm the sensation that the Dolphins need a long-term answer at that spot. Breida's young. Breida hasn't been overly durable throughout the course of his career in San Francisco. But he is persistently hitting home runs as he touches the ball, something the Dolphins have not gotten him to do nearly enough to this point in the season. So look for Brita to be the primary beneficiary. And if it's anybody but Brita, then warning flags should be sounding that perhaps the Dolphins hastily made the deal that they did to bring Brita into the fray in April of 2020 during the NFL Draft's third and final day. This football season will be different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Suppose we should also talk about Isaiah Ford. Dolphins wide receiver traded to the New England Patriots yesterday ahead of the trade deadline. And oh, Nelly, some of you Dolphins fans on the internet were pissed. Like, real mad that the Dolphins traded a wide receiver to the New England Patriots. And, oh my goodness, it's it's Wes Welker all over again. No, it's not. I can get old takes exposed until the cows come home. If Isaiah Ford goes on to have a career with the New England Patriots that resembles anything close to what Wes Welker's did. Because I'll say this, first of all, they don't have Tom Brady over there anymore. Second of all, their wide receivers in New England right now are abysmal. They're terrible. Julian Edelman's IR for the time being. They have nobody to catch the football. Genuinely nobody. So, and and then you look at Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford, I have a great appreciation for how hard he worked to get to the point to being an active 53-man roster, everyday NFL player. But I'm going to ask you, if Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns didn't opt out of the season. Is Isaiah Ford on this roster at all? 
Genuine question. Isaiah, to his credit, he's worked incredibly hard. He's got good hands, and he finds soft spaces in zone coverage. He does not beat man coverage, or he has not shown the ability to beat man coverage. Physically a limited wide receiver. And that's fine. You can be a chain mover and sit down in, in, in holes in zone coverage and move the chains. But the ceiling there is what? Ceiling there is what? So now I can hear the Dolphins fans say, well, gee, Kyle, that sounds a lot like Wes Welker. Here's the difference between what happened with Wes Welker and what happened with Isaiah Ford. Wes Welker played two years for the Dolphins, caught a whole bunch of passes for 1,100 yards in two years. I was a restricted free agent, and the Dolphins tendered him as a second-round restricted free agent, and the Patriots laid eyes on him and said, yeah, we think that guy's pretty good too. So what we're going to do is because they tendered him as a restricted free agent, we have the right to negotiate with him. So we're going to negotiate with him, and what we're going to do is we're going to put a stipulation in his contract with the one that we're going to send to him and offer him that stipulates if he plays more than five games in the state of Miami, he's going to get a massive seven-figure bonus. And you know why they could do that? Because the Patriots only play one game in the state of Florida every year, and it's when they play the Dolphins. And the Dolphins play eight games a year in the state of Florida. So, referred to as a poison pill. And it never formally got put into the offer, but once it was apparent that the Patriots are kind of gaming the system a little bit with Wes Welker, the Dolphins took a player that they wanted to retain in Wes Welker, and they said, okay, well, we'll get a two if we just let him walk. Give us more than a two. So they got a two and a seven. And it was done. And Wes left. And Wes was terrific with Tom Brady. And then he was terrific with Peyton Manning. Isaiah Ford, if the Dolphins loved Isaiah Ford so much as a potential slot receiver, do you think they would have gone out and traded for Lynn Bowden? Right at the start of the season. Acknowledging the fact that Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, a playing Alan Hearns, a playing Albert Wilson... Matt Collins gives you more special team ceiling as a gunner and a kick coverage option. They drafted Malcolm Perry. We're up to six. And then they trade for Lynn Bowden, seven, Isaiah Ford, eight. He was was what he was. And there's a reason why, as Lynn Bowden has become more comfortable with this playbook, you see Lynn Bowden being the guy that runs the little yo-yo motion from the slot and is the guy who's doing the fold blocks and cutting on linebackers on line of scrimmage in the run game the past three weeks. Obviously, Lynn Bowden didn't dress against the Rams. But you can start immediately after the Seattle game. Snaps for Ford plummeted. He got targeted like 10 times against Buffalo and like nine times against Seattle. Two cover three teams that play a ton of zone, and that's really all they do. And I don't say any of this to like poo-poo or like talk down on Isaiah Ford. Like I said, I think he could be an effective slot receiver, depth receiver against defenses that run a high volume of zone. But to expect Isaiah Ford to have been a long-term view of this wide receiver room, Dolphins fans need to elevate their expectations for the wide receiver room. And I think some of this even goes back to the end of last year, right? Like, end of 2019, the wide receiver room was probably the best position group on the team. And we felt really good about it. You know, started raising some questions about Chain Gale. Okay, we need some more explosiveness. And it was like, oh, well, we got Preston Williams. Uh, We got Albert Wilson. 
We got Jakeem Grant. I didn't even mention Jakeem Grant when I was going through the rundown of the wide receivers on the roster. So make that nine for Isaiah Ford. And now we're at a point where it's like, well, Preston Williams, pretty inconsistent, has some drops issues. Maybe Preston Williams ain't it. Now everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid on Antonio Callaway. I want you guys to raise your sights higher than Antonio Callaway as well. Now, maybe Antonio comes in and, and blows the doors off and, and wins vertically down the field. and Maybe he does. But Shaquem Grant does a lot of those same things and just doesn't get looked at. When they go 20 personnel, quite often it's Jakeem Grant at the Z receiver who's out split out wide, and he runs vertical routes. You, they just, you don't look at him because they've, they've never thrown that ball to him. Don't expect Antonio Callaway to be a great slot receiver because his, his hands and consistency catching the ball is not good in general, let alone in traffic when there's bodies flying at him. I think Callaway is more of a com- competition for Jakeem Grant and Preston Williams on the outside. And I really think Lim Bowden is going to get an opportunity to get phased into these slot reps where Isaiah Ford is no longer in the picture. That's my expectation for what the wide receiver room looks like. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's wrong. But uh, that's kind of where I sit with the Dolphins' trade deadline moves, bringing in DeAndre Washington because of the Miles Gaskin injury, trading Isaiah Ford, getting something for him. I do think, you know, credit to them that that is an asset they they were probably anticipating. He's going to be towards the bottom end of the depth chart. Let's get what we can for him. It ended up being a a 2022 sixth-round pick is what I had seen in the the formal transaction wire. So, something. Get something for players you're not going to get anything for. Because you ain't getting a comp pick for letting Isaiah Ford walk. That's like the Cincinnati Bengals. They drafted John Ross and top 10 pick and then the report comes out yesterday yeah they're not going to trade him they're going to let him finish out his contract and then walk why Cincinnati if you're expecting a comp pick for John Ross I got bad news for you dude it ain't gonna happen nobody's giving John Ross any significant amount of money for what production he's put on the field and if they do and they sign him to a contract that's going to be five to seven million dollars which is what's going to warrant like a fifth round comp pick Tell you what, cut John, sign me, I will play for 120th of the production and I'll catch 15 less passes a year than what John Ross does and save you a whole bunch of money because John Ross is going to catch you 15 balls a year. So credit to the Dolphins for getting something for Isaiah Ford once they made the decision. Isaiah Ford, yeah, just kind of a numbers game, probably not going to be here in the long term. What is here for the long term is my love for Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's got under 200 calories per bar, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. 18 flavors to choose from, whether you're looking for something post-workout, something quick on the go in the morning on your way to work, healthy snack throughout the day, you name it. Built Bar can fill that void for you. So visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and save 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% off your next order. Friendly reminder for everybody listening to the show. If you are feeling the Dolphins right now, which I personally am, a lot. I'm really vibing this team right now in all three phases. 
Uh, but obviously, this team is gonna, this rebuilding team is gonna go as Tua Tungvaloa develops and takes them. But if you're feeling the direction of this team and you want to commemorate this season for hopefully bringing all the change that we've been waiting for for a really, really long time, Nyko Sports has the fan cave gift for you a Tua Tungvaloa full size, fully embossed commemorative football, college accolades. Hard Rock Stadium spotlighted on one of the panels. It's it's a beautiful football. Genuinely is. So you can swing over to NikoSports.com, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com, and mention Locked On Dolphins and see this football for yourself. $99. Place your order. Limited edition. Only 2020 of these are being made. Or you can call 1-800-345-2868 to place your order today. Closing today with final observations as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins, specifically on defense. We spoke a little bit earlier about special teams and Jakeem Grant's impact there. Matt Hawk had another terrific punt just to kind of put the bow on special teams. Defensively, guys, I'm really struggling, and this is an amazing problem to have. I'm really struggling to wrap my head around where this team desperately needs more talent. On defense. On defense. <laughs> Just on defense. They, You could always use more depth, right? And I think the edge defender is probably a spot where, like, Emmanuel Agua's in the process of proving it. Andrew Van Ginkle... But And that's the thing. You get into the depth. You think Vince Beagle is not available for this team right now. You think about Andrew Van Ginkle. You think about Kyle Van Noy, these hybrid linebacker edge types. You think about Shaq Lawson as well. We got some strong performers on the edge of this defense. The, the nose tackle situation, I think Raquan Davis is going to be a long-term nose. Depth there. On the interior defensive line, I think the Dolphins will always covet. Landon Roberts had one hell of a hill of fill and hit against the Rams. And when he sees it in between the tackles, you can see why there was a willingness to trade Raquan McMillan and let Elan and Roberts fill that role for 35% of the snaps on defense because when he sees it, he gets there quicker than what Raekwon did. And because of that, he's more explosive, even if he's not as big. Um, the problem is I don't think he sees it as consistently as what Raekwon did, but the Dolphins weren't going to just pay that kind of player, the kind of contract that he was probably going to want. So that stud Mike linebacker is, is definitely the spot, but like the safety play for Miami is so good right now. It's so good. Bobby is playing very, very well. Making me eat crow every single week when he goes out and balls out, which is what he's doing. So tip of the cap to Bobby McCain. And it's clear he's like the the heartbeat of the defense. Eric Rowe is playing at a Pro Bowl caliber. How many passes, passes defense did he have against the Rams? He had a pick and he dropped another one? Are you kidding me? He's unbelievable right now. His play against the Rams was terrific. 
and it's been terrific for the vast majority of the year. He is really coming into his own, and his fits, his run fits, they're getting better. They're getting better. Uh, he spoke about that in the preseason in the summer, about how that was the big thing for him, was kind of getting mental reps with run fits and, and acclimating to where I stick my face in the fire, how I figure it out, so on and so forth. Well, he's starting to figure it out. Don't read anything into the um, the yardage production for the Rams 450 yards offense. It's by design. Uh, the Dolphins literally gave them yardage in the fourth quarter. Jerome Baker, I mentioned on Monday, played a terrific football game. That was confirmed upon watching the game tape from Sunday. Uh, Nick Needham, I thought, had a nice game as far as filling in the run game. He had a couple times where the, the Rams tried to get outside, and he was willing to take on some contact, uh, one in which they ran motion across the set, and he was kind of chasing receiver, and they snapped. And he worked all the way over top, and boom, and he, he stuck his face in there and forced that back to get all the way out to the sideline. So wanted to kip, tip the cap to Nick Needham uh, as well for some of his efforts on, on some of the plays that stood out to me in the right kind of way against the Rams. In all, I'm not worried about you know Xavier Howard and the the – completions he gave up in this football game, I don't care. When it mattered, the Rams could not do anything on offense. And that's why you don't look at the stat sheet. Because you look at the stat sheet and say, wow, the Rams had 450 yards of offense. Uh, Goff had four turnovers, so he lost in the game. But, uh, man, they really cooked Zayvon. No, they didn't. They did not. When the Dolphins are playing soft, and we talked about it on Monday, right, the mindset becomes the team defense is part of our identity so when we have leads we are going to convert into forcing the opposing team to have to play perfect to climb back into the game and that results in a lot of completions underneath so not worry about Xavier you'll you might see some people reference the completions he gave up against the Rams don't care we don't care not on this podcast listen tomorrow is locked on crossover with uh, locked on Cardinals We'll talk a little bit more about the offense. I'm almost done charting the game in its entirety, so look forward to some observations uh, from all 13 plays the Dolphins ran <laughs> against the Rams on Week 8 uh, in their 28-17 to victory. We will need more consistency from the offense. We will need more production from the offense if they hope to win in Week 9 and move to 5-3. and three. We will talk tomorrow about what went wrong, what could go right, and ultimately talk about the Cardinals as well. And prime you for Friday's episode, which is dedicated to creating a game plan to defeat the Arizona Cardinals. So make sure you hit subscribe. Come back, see me soon. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Thanks as always for keeping it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. And I hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow.